0: Hi there and welcome. I'm Susan Spears, President and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host for the Leader to Leader podcast. We have a great guest with us here today. He is from the Fredericksburg Police Department. He is our Chief of Police, Brian Layton. Brian, welcome.
1: Thank you, Susan. Great to be with you.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited to be here with you. Um, we, it's the summer of 2022 right now. We're sitting together here in late July. And this time every year for the last about, this will be our sixth year, we've been working together um, on an event we do here in our community called First Responders Appreciation Breakfast. And I love being able to coordinate that and uh, work with you and, and your teams and stuff when we do that every year. And so that's how I've kind of gotten to know the chief. Um, but as I looked at his bio here... He's been in our area since, as working for the police department since 1994. But he was appointed the chief uh, in January of 2020. (laughs) So I just said to him right before we started, um, January 2020. You know, it 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 feels like a million years ago because so much has happened since then. Um, But through those years, 94 to 2020, um, he had a lot of different assignments in three divisions. And he progressed through all the supervisory ranks. Um, they, each division and rank provided him opportunities to implement new tools and techniques for crime prevention, community policing, and law enforcement. Uh, Chief Layton holds a bachelor's of science degree in sociology and criminal justice, and he's a 2014 graduate of the FBI National Academy. And he's got a lot more to his story, so let me let me stop hearing my own voice and let's move it along here and hear a little bit about your leadership journey.
1: Well, thank you, Susan. Uh, Again, I really appreciate the opportunity to come and speak. This This is my first podcast, so Mm. please bear with me. But um, So I'm born and raised right here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, This is my city. I I love this city. Um, I uh, went to High school is actually in Spotsylvania County. I'm a Cortland Cougar. Uh,
0: you know, but wait—that means you're not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I, anybody that's local that's listening knows I went to James Monroe High School, but that's okay. It's it's all a big region now, so we'll let you have it.
1: As did my parents and my grandparents. <laughs> okay, right? okay. All, all James Monroe grads. All
0: right, we'll let that one go then. Uh,
1: yes. So I, I graduated high school mm-hmm. in 1990, and um, even then I was, you know. I'd want to do with my life right oh yeah college just wasn't for me at that point in time so um, I went into the workforce okay and I had a friend that worked at the Fredericksburg Police Department and I went on a ride-along oh that was probably 1991 92 and Mm. I was was also working with the uh, volunteer rescue squad here in Fredericksburg okay
0: yeah
1: so I'd got to know some of the police officers there Uh and went on a police ride-along and I I was hooked really yeah yeah I knew it was for me so in 1994 uh, an opportunity came uh, about to apply for the auxiliary police force which i did Um, started with the police department that summer as an auxiliary officer wow which was great went to the academy as an auxiliary Mm. and um, ultimately in the spring of 1996 started full-time and i've i've been working for the city of fredericksburg ever since nice it's um you know it is a trip back in time, um, right. for me. I mean, this is my 28th year with the city, so hmm. going back that far, I mean, I, I was 22 years old when I started here, right? I yeah. just didn't know a lot about life or, or anything, certainly <laughs> but, not police. But you thought you did. You, oh yeah, I knew uh, it all, right, in my own mind, and when and right. I became a police officer, I was like, good Lord, there is a, a big world out there. But yes, it, um, I've learned a lot over the years. Um, just learning to be a police officer is a challenge in itself, right? you go to the academy which is great they teach you the basics and then you got to learn real policing when you Mm. you start working the roads and answering calls for service right and then you in doing that you learn about people right and you learn about uh, some of the horrors that are out there in the world right because there is Mm -hmm. true evil in the world also wonderful wonderful people by far but there are some evil ones out there also and you get to know that side of humanity also as a police officer. Of course, but it was it was um, it was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed my job. My my dad would joke with me that um, police work was my mistress, right? Like I just loved my job. I really did, and you know, there's a sense of satisfaction to go out there and serve and protect your community. Um, to take. To, even make an arrest, right, of somebody that has, has harmed another person to make that arrest. It might seem like you're harming that person that you're arresting, but you're not. You're, you're really helping. You're helping the, the victim, you're helping your community, and you're helping that person, as long as you're treating them with respect right, right. and treating them the way you would want your family member to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. Th- those Even those folks that have been arrested over the years um, will come back and say, thank you for being fair. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for treating me like a human being. So, um, I, I got a lot out of that, right? That, that was just a wonderful job, yeah. um, policing. Um, and I did that just policing in the patrol division for about six or seven years. And okay. then I went over and did a little time in our detective division, did some undercover
0: detective,
1: ah. uh, you know, illicit drug work. That was, that was a real eye opener too. I'll bet. Um, very exciting as you can imagine, but, um. Mm that was a great job um came out I got promoted to corporal why when I came out of detective division went back to patrol division and corporal then you weren't really a first-line supervisor you're kind of in between learning how to be a supervisor right so I reported to a a sergeant and um, and I I, maybe corporal for about a year and then I I got promoted to sergeant well that was fast yeah it happened quickly Mm -hmm. and I remember making sergeant thinking good Lord, what am I doing? You don't, you don't know how to lead yourself out of a wet paper bag, and, and now you got to lead people, right? <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was a real challenge for me. But um, the folks that worked for me at, at the time, I think they really appreciated me because um, I was honest with them. I treated them fairly, treated them with respect, mm-hmm. and when, if you're a leader that does those things, people have a tendency, they want to follow you, Right. So I was successful in that and did that for many years Um, in the patrol division, um, probably spent most of my time there on midnight shift, right, working the nights. Uh, That's where all the action's at, but um, (laughs) I I enjoyed the night work. Um, There was a point in time that I moved from the patrol division to our 911 center, and I took over as a communications manager, as a sergeant.
0: Well, that's real different, yeah.
1: That was was a real lesson for me. I didn't know anything about it. I knew policing at that point. In time. i have been doing it for huh. probably a decade. Yeah. Then, and went into the 911 center and had to learn a whole new job. And right. And managing, I wasn't managing sworn staff either. I was managing our civilian um, 911 dispatchers. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was, sure. It was new. And I went in kicking and screaming into that job. But looking back on it, it was one of the best experiences. And really good for me, ultimately, um, to be the chief, right, when, when i made chief to have a full understanding of those uh, pieces yeah yeah really big deal for me um got promoted lieutenant came back out went back to the patrol division Uh. Uh, did that for a few years a nighttime watch commander and then uh, made captain i was captain of our support services division which handles uh you know hiring firing all the equipment and Mm -hmm. vehicles and the building and uh, the 911 center all of those things did that for about a year and a half and then um, 2014, I was transferred to the patrol division and took over patrol, which is our largest division at the police department. It has about 55 employees, and I spent well from from that time, from 2014 and, until I made chief in January of 2020 in the patrol division. And you had mentioned the National Academy. I attended that in in 19 excuse me in 2014 and. Um, that really changed my perspective. Like, I really had no aspirations to be the chief of police in the city of Fredericksburg. I just didn't, you know, It's a it was a goal that I just didn't have for myself. But um, I went back to college as a captain, right, late, later in my career. Okay. And um, did really well. I obtained my degree, and that kind of opened those doors, right? And then I attended the National Academy, and um, that really changed my perspective, and Made me start thinking that you can be a chief, right? Like, oh. like you can learn those skills, wow. pay better attention, and work towards that goal. And um, so thankful that I had Chief Nye in my life, right? He was our, our right. police chief. Right. And, and he really took me by the hand and really showed me a lot of that. Um, he was a great mentor for me yeah. in that leadership journey and ultimately to be able to make chief in mm. 2020.
0: When um, the the National Academy, uh, worked work with a couple of folks here that have been involved there. Uh, one is Dr. Dave Quarterman. Was he involved when you did that?
1: He wasn't, um, Dave. He Dave? had already
0: moved on? He had, yeah. Okay. Um, with our program that you're familiar with, Leadership Fredericksburg, um, at one time, the, um, for our listeners, um, he's referencing the FBI National Academy, and um, one of our faculty members here at Leadership Fredericksburg... Um, ran that for a long time and then the iteration of today i'll say it wrong so i i, I should be careful but just retired from the a, a role very similar uh which is cory McGugan. he's starting with our faculty here in the fall so um a lot of a lot of synergies there that you know i'm glad we're talking because there's just so many things where our lives intersect and Sometimes, you know, business is over on one side and community and police and all that. If you're not talking, you don't know all these stories. And um, just listening to you talk about all those different um, layers that led up to that moment like that one day, it wasn't just because he might have gotten one or two gray hairs that he said, no, you don't have any, that he suddenly became the chief. It was he put in all of that experience. Do you, what did you think when you were asked to do the, um, the call center? Like, did you think... Why am I being asked to do this now? And um, you know, how, how what what was the reasoning behind that? Because it sounds like it was really so different, but yet it's really helped to make you so well rounded.
1: So I was a midnight sergeant. And okay, you can imagine your your chief and your your captain at the time. They call you into a room. First first thing you think is, oh God, what did I do? what did
0: I <laughs> mess up? What's happening? Yeah, oh, I messed something up. But yeah.
1: um, they brought me in, and the chief just explained to me. He said, "Listen, we we need a leader uh-huh. there." Oh, okay. I want to trust you with that position to go uh-huh. in there and make some real positive change and, and kind of turn around the vibe in there. And Nice. It, it took me a couple of days to actually hear that. What I what I heard was, oh, you're going to take me away from my police officers, who I who I, who I care yeah. for. I love them, right? Yeah. And you're going to pull me away from them. You're going to put me on days off of night shift, and you're going to put me Monday through Friday and take me out of the action. All right. That's what I initially heard, but... Um he gave me a little time to think about it and he said uh, but, he, but he told me as I left he said I really need you there right yeah, so uh, yeah. I was quick to call him back the next day and say all right I'm in I'm in 100% so <sighs> I went into it uh, it was I really went in blind like I knew who these people were I'd work with them right talked to them on the radio a lot mm-hmm. but I didn't know the job and if you're going to be a good boss you got to know the job you don't know, really know how to do it but you got to know what they're doing and right. why they're doing it and so I learned a lot. That was, it was about two years that I was in there, and, and I learned a heck of a lot. But not just about the job, but about the people also. Uh-huh. They are, our communications officers are some incredible human beings that are doing a job that me, and I'm telling you this, as a chief of police, I couldn't do their job. It is a, a really challenging job, and you have to be a multitasker. I like the best of the best but there are a ton of rewards in there also, right? Just like in policing in general, there are a lot of rewards to our work. It's, it's really demanding, challenging work, but a ton of rewards. Same in our 911 center. And uh, they're really special people, so thankful for them. And, you know, we're a small city of, of 28,000. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have about 105 employees at the police department. 74 of them are sworn. The others are civilian employees and 911 communications officers, and um, they're all just, they're, they're, they're incredible people. Thank God for them.
0: Wow. Uh, I wish our listeners right now, we, we aren't videoing this. I wish they could see um, your face. Um, the way the chief's eyes kind of light up when he touches on certain things, it's very clear that you have such a passion for what you do and it, it kind of amused me a little bit when you talked about going from the night shift to the day shift and not even wanting to do that and like and then he said that's where all the action is yeah. <laughs> so it's like well he, he most people you think oh they don't want to be on the night shift they want the regular you know nine to five day you know but but that's your calling right
1: it really is yeah. uh police workers it's well public safety in general yeah it's, it's special right it's it's not for everybody. Um, right. Police officers run to gunfire when the logical yes. thing to do is to run away as fast as possible, right? Right. Our officers run to it. Um, and we're, we're blessed to have the, the bravest of the brave here in the city of Fredericksburg. Um, not just with our police department, but our fire department folks, our EMS sure. folks. They're just incredible. We've got great public safety here.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And the more that we as a community, like with your Chamber of Commerce, can do to just shed a light on – you know the stories behind the folks that are that are leading in these ways and make our um, a better understanding in our community of what you do. I think it's good for all of us. Uh, just as you're listening to us with all of our stories all the time, we want we want to know more. You know about what makes you tick, and it's 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 really quite interesting um, to me. It's just just um, I'm so grateful for what you all do to make it possible for us just to not be worried. As, you know, as, as we go about our business. You've talked a lot about the people and um, caring about others and all. So that leads me to ask about your leadership style. Even, even at that moment when you were first advancing and you said, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to, to lead others and all that. And yet it seems like it's gone well for you. How, what's your style? What, what, do you, what do you think?
1: Yeah, thanks. I, I like to empower people, right? Okay. I, I, um, I get a thrill when I see other people Mm -hmm. be successful, right? Uh, That just, you know, maybe it's a little nugget that you shared with them years ago. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, um, an aspect of the job that you shared them with or made them better at. Um, But years down the road, you see them being successful, right? And maybe you played a small part in that. Um, I love empowering people to go out and be successful. And I, I think you do that. You can, you can only become a high-performance organization by empowering your staff right. to make decisions as if you were the CEO mm-hmm. of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Empower them to make those decisions as if they were the boss. And I think you'll find that folks go out and they can make some really sound decisions for the agency. Yeah. Um, so I would say I, 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 uh, empowerment.
0: Yeah. That's, that's nice, um, and it, it really shows there. Um, I would say the, the next question I had written down to ask you about was um, what is the characteristic you believe every leader should possess so that's probably part of it but there may be more you talked about a mentor and others what, what do you think
1: oh integrity by far like, yeah especially in my profession right like absolutely integrity is everything uh, when, when you're in public safety um, so uh, I'm in a in a position of public trust right but I think Many of our CEOs of companies—they are also in positions yes. of public trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if if you don't have integrity, how can you have trust? And if if you have don't have trust of your employees or of your community, right. then you have nothing. Time to move on. Go to a different career field. So um, by far, integrity. With without that, especially in my line of work, um, you're 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 never going to survive.
0: Mm, it's, it's a big one. And it's, it's a word that can get, you know, thrown around easily trust, loyalty, those things, but really, um, when you really stand behind it. um, I don't know that you saw it when you came in here, our value statements for the chamber are right over here. And right at the top is integrity. And it has the line, we do the right things for the right reasons. So anytime um, we're wrestling with things here in the office or different issues, we all have issues at every business, everything. That line is, is, is sort of like in my forehead. We do the right things for the right reasons. You know what that is.
1: Well, you sound like my boss now, uh, Mr. <laughs> Baruti. He, he and I, we, we talk a lot, as yeah. you can imagine. And, uh-huh. You know, in the summer of 2020, we were in each other's hip pockets a lot, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, we were going through some issues in our community. And um, the, the reoccurring theme of our conversations were, let's, let's do the right thing for yeah. the right reasons so that's good let's just keep doing the right thing and it's mm-hmm. uh, so important
0: yeah. yeah yeah and um that was certainly um probably an interesting time for you there was some unrest in our community in 2020 just like other places around the country and you were pretty new in your tenure um how did you on a, on a leadership level like how did you kind of i don't know brace yourself or how did, it just happened it was like overnight and then it was right upon you how, how did you kind of get through that?
1: Well, like I told you, I'm coming up on three decades, mm-hmm. and by far, that was the most challenging point in yeah. my career, and it had me questioning a lot of things, um, not only about myself and the agency and the city, but our community, right? I, I was questioning a lot of things, but it um, it, it was hard. Uh, January, when I came on the job, 2020, uh, covid Really kicked off in, wow. in February, and that was a yeah. challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. Unrest the end of May uh, through mm-hmm. June, July, August, September yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, really challenging. But uh, you know, at the agency, we all experienced it. Uh, our group challenges, and then our individual challenges mm-hmm. with everything that occurred um, that summer. And it's it's a real credit to the city and our agency. That and public safety, our city public safety in general. That we all came together, right? And we all—it it took us a while, but we saw the big picture together, and we came through it together. And we're stronger because of it. We are, we are we're stronger individually. We're stronger as a team. Mm-hmm. We we have a better directive system because of some of the mistakes that we made right, along right, the way. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. We got evaluated through all of that. We're better because of all of that. So, um, the the end story to that is better because of those experiences. I'm really thankful for that.
0: I've always found that um, whether it's failure or just um, a lot of challenges, when things are tough, um, I kind of just work harder and go harder. And, you know, I don't get it all right either, but you learn so much in those moments. It's just um, sometimes you're like, am I really going through this? But yeah, um, we're we're glad that 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 moment in time, all of it, COVID, everything, at least how it was in 2020, we can we can say we, we've made it through that. Um, and our community, I do agree with you that we're, we're stronger um, for it. Definitely. Yeah. So so what do you do for fun? I didn't give you that question. What's fun to you? Oh not boy. not work. No,
1: certainly not work. <laughs> um, outside of work, um, I have a lot of fun. I've got a awesome family. We love spending time together. Yeah. We do a lot of cool stuff together. Um my wife and i we love to travel um i love the caribbean okay fact, just a couple of nights ago we, we set up our next caribbean trip for 2023 which that's always fun too right something to work toward yes um i love golf uh golf is my real
0: okay um, i didn't know that My
1: real retreat yeah. from, from life in general right somebody has to, to love golf. golf now I'm just teasing uh, yeah love, that's good
0: are golf, you are you any good cultures. or do you just love it
1: Oh uh, I'm horrible <laughs> but I sure do love going out and whacking at it I've been doing that for probably 25 years okay and, um I've got a great group of folks that I, play I bet with you do and, and we have a lot of fun yeah there, yeah
0: oh I love that that's great okay so now we know he, he, he likes the Caribbean. And that's, that's pretty wicked cool. I like the Outer yeah. Banks. I so do they too. have, they have a little bit of water in common, yeah. at least that we like to just go and just kind of like let the waves, you know, in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but you know, it's having these conversations that you find those things out and it's just great. Um, wow. So, so much to learn. Um, okay. What, what advice would, let's go back to leadership for another minute. What advice would you give someone going into a leadership position for the first time?
1: So um, I see this a lot at the police department, right? Mm-hmm. We have uh, line officers that um, get promoted to their first supervisor position. Yes. First, first line supervisor at the, at the police department as a sergeant, right? So I insist on calling officers up i have them come to my office and i've got their sergeant badge in my hand nice. i invite them in i shake their hand i congratulate them I hand them their new sergeant badge and i say congratulations you just crossed the line of responsibility oh you're no longer in charge of just yourself now <laughs> you're in charge of other human beings and there's challenges that come with that yes but you have crossed the line of responsibility so that's the advice i give be prepared for that is that you're no longer responsible for just your actions and the, and, the, and and how you travel through your work? Now you're responsible for other people also, making sure that they're safe, making sure that they're working hard, making sure they're they're operating in integrity, and all of those things. Right? And there's a lot of challenges with that, but uh, tons and tons of rewards also.
0: How does it feel when they um, they look at you and I, I'm just okay? This is an odd question, but. You know, you've kind of—it's kind of full circle because you were there, you know, one time. And every time, I bet you, as they walk out, do you ever think, "Wow, they're looking at me." I mean, it's kind of surreal. Is, I would think it's fulfilling.
1: It is. It's the, wonderful. Those moments, I, and I love sharing my stories yeah. with the newer folks, especially newer supervisors, right? Especially the mistakes that I've made along yes. the way, right? Learn from my mistakes, please. Yeah. Learn from my mistakes. Don't yeah. don't yeah. don't. What I did, um, but uh, of course that's life, right? We, we're all going to make mistakes. I make mistakes every day, and every I, I day. learn from every one of them, and I move forward as a better person. But um, yeah, I, I love I love hiring new officers. I love watching them succeed through yeah. through the training, and then going through field training, and then uh, watching them work. Uh, I love giving our staff awards. We do quarterly awards in nice. the police department. For their great work, and uh, I love uh, just um, telling folks about that. Right, We're, we, we love sharing that information, our successes on our social media, and all of that, also. So,
0: yeah. Well, there's there's no doubt that you have found your sweet spot, and that you're you're just living the dream, really, because you're doing what you love. So,
1: I am for mm-hmm. a community that I love, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. So as, as we wind up our time together, I want to ask if you have a favorite motto or saying that you'd like to share with us. Is, did, is there anything?
1: We spoke about it. Oh. Let's, let's just let's keep doing the right thing. Sometimes oh. the, the obvious answer isn't in front of us. But right. But let's just do the right thing.
0: Do right? the right thing. It's always yeah. the
1: right thing to do. So uh, those mm-hmm. decisions are usually... Uh, they they jump out at you right it's the high road right and so yeah. that's right it's pretty easy
0: so, when it when you get right yeah. down to it. It, it yeah
1: sometimes it's more work doing the right thing right and it takes more time and oh and you, and you know it you'll it be looking be draining, right at it
0: going oh I could take this shortcut right definitely.
1: but it's I know it's right not the right, right thing <laughs> <That's> right.
0: <You laughs> yeah be. anything else you'd like to share with our listeners
1: oh for our leaders out there yeah uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, we all need help, especially line. our CEOs. Mm-hmm. We need help. We can't be successful without good people. Surround yourself with those good people. Empower them. And um, and don't be afraid to let them go out and make decisions. And when you need help, ask for help. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't do what I do as the chief without a really core group of folks that I've surrounded myself with. And I ask them for help every day. You better believe
0: Oh, that's great. I, I absolutely love that. Mm. Well, thank you. This has just gone by in about a minute, but I'm looking at the clock and it's actually about 26 minutes. Wow. Can you believe it? Um, and I feel like we're just getting started and there's a lot more we could talk about. So I definitely want to have you back in the future. Absolutely. Um, but for today, we'll wrap it up. And so I want to thank you, uh, Chief Layton, for being here with us from the Fredericksburg Police Department here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, I'm Susan Spears, your host of the Leader to Leader podcast, and thank you for being with us today.